Hello and welcome to an episode of the Beam Voice podcast. Today we are going to have a little bit uh, different episode. We are going to have a workshop. Our guest is uh, someone from the first episode of the podcast. I'm talking about Lucian Ungureanu, who's a, a lecturer at the Technical University of Berlin. And uh, he is going to show us a little bit how uh, is he using uh, BIM 360? And uh, yeah, introduce us a little bit into this. Hi, Lucian. How are you doing? Hi, Petra. I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for uh, for inviting me. So I'm pretty excited to talk a bit about uh, BIM 360. Uh, probably in the short time we have, I will not be able to introduce in really great detail BIM 360, but I hope that um, uh, the listeners and the uh, uh, the ones what which who are going to watch the the podcast or the recording of this podcast will be able to uh, get a little bit of um, an idea on the capabilities of uh, bin 360 yes sure that's perfect so uh, shall we get started i think one important thing probably to to say few words about bin 360 so we all know that um, slowly uh, our industry uh, kind of benefits from, um, let's say, uh, technology infusion or um, some technology development, especially or specific for, for our field. And mainly that are addressing some of the pain points of the industry, such as uh, fragmentation and um, kind of um, distributed information. We all know that uh, people like to store the information in their computers and the old, uh, on the old school process would be that they have an internal server and uh, that information stored there is hardly accessible to um, some of the stakeholders in, um, involved in the project, uh, such as the, the constructor uh, or main contractor, uh, maybe the project management, uh, management um, uh, consultant, Maybe the architect is not the same like the structure engineer. So they all create different models to support different views uh, during the design. Actually, I'm pretty excited to, um, um, uh, to talk about BIM 360 because it's one of the, uh, the technologies which is kind of new on the, on, on the market, right? It's kind of addressing this kind of pain points, right? Uh, so I was pretty excited when Autodesk announced probably back in 2015 or 16 um, that they are going to uh, release it. It's kind of built on uh, some, um, let's say, old ideas or uh, some frameworks, but also on some new uh, advancements um, from Autodesk, right? Uh, so uh, with BIM 360, people can do um, a different kind of activities or uh, let's say processes or let's say design different processes um, to support on the project activities such as document management, collaboration, right? Design collaboration, coordination, maybe talking about the quality and so forth, right? So BIM, BIM 360 actually allows uh, the practitioners to have all the information in one place and uh, also to uh, have access anytime from anywhere. Uh, one of the biggest issues were, um, was, and I hope, people manage to get rid of this, like uh, when going on the construction site and 
finding out that um, uh, you have the wrong uh, construction document with you. Uh, so with BIM 360, this issue um, is no longer there because uh, if you have a tablet or even a laptop with you, you can just connect to the internet, log into your online or BIM 360 account and um, get the latest version of the, uh, of the construction documents you need. And um, uh, that's a little bit of, uh, of idea. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, it's, it's one of the, uh, the progresses which I'm really happy that happened. It's basically the switch from um, um, distributed storages to uh, a cloud-based um, uh, information storage and access. So basically, um, of course, uh, in order to use BIM 360, you will need an account. And uh, to your account, um, you need to have a valid license link from Autodesk. Uh, so if you um, if you if you don't have a valid license, you can create an account and um, uh, request a thirty days trial, for example. I understand. Be before you proceed, uh, if I may ask uh, with a, a more basic question, what is actually BIM three hundred sixty? How is defined as in our tool for designers? So so for designers, uh, you can you can call it like. Um, cloud platform or a, a web-based platform which allows you to uh, streamline some of the uh, the processes uh, from your project like i mentioned like the document management collaboration coordination and uh, also uh, uh, some issues about constructability i think it's like a very good overview of 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 different uh, possibilities or, or different services which you can um, um, have um, using BIM 360. It's given by the uh, the official page from Autodesk, right? So we're talking about design collaboration. Uh, so the collaboration is like people being able to author design in the same time and the same model um, and, and so forth. Uh, we talk about the co coordination, maybe discussing some design issues. Uh, maybe uh, discussing about issues around some clashes, uh, clashes uh, you might have. You can uh, start uh, making reviews of your documents. So there are some uh, embedded workflows uh, you can, um, let's say, uh, predefine uh, and use on projects uh, such as, I think the, the best analogy I can make here is like with this uh, um, areas defining uh, BS1192 where we talk about the working progress area, shared uh, area, uh, what was the other one, a published area, and then the, the archive, right? So there are four major areas. So you can think about, so for example, when moving, let's say documents or uh, changing the status of the documents from uh, one area, like the working progress where we basically have um, uh, the working versions of the documents, the shared area where you share it for the specific purpose. Sometimes you share it for coordination. Sometimes you share it uh, like for construction, right? And then you need to uh, to follow a specific um, uh, quality assurance, um, a quality QAQC, uh, right? Workflow, like someone is uh, authoring the, let's say the the documents, like the models and the drawings. Someone needs to check them, to review them, right? And then uh, you go around this loop until uh, the documents are suitable to be, uh, let's say, shared with the other parties, for example. 
And then we talk about the document management. These documents are going to be stored on the cloud, like I mentioned, accessible to all the organizations on the project. And also uh, you have the versioning control. Uh, you can uh, think about comparing different versions. Uh, you can start. Um, I'm going to show you a little bit in a minute uh, some of the some of the features. Sure. Like I mentioned, like the quality management, safety management, uh, um, RFI, this request for information, which usually um, uh, you, let's say, uh, when asking other people to give you more information. And then uh, a kind of a new module, I'm not really uh, quite familiar with it, uh, but it basically uh, going to show you a little bit uh, of insight into your into your project, for example, reporting and analytics. And I know for sure that somewhere under the hood here, uh, they Autodesk implemented some uh, some machine learning methods to uh, predict you or to help you give you a little bit of insight mm -hmm. of where uh, on your project something might go um, uh, wrong. For example, I understand. Uh, uh, <laughs> you gave us a very very detailed answer. Uh, I was aiming actually to actually what BM360 is. It's a CDE, a con common data environment. And uh, I, was, I was actually avoiding to, uh, to call it like that. I think there, there are still um, uh, some things to be done around it, or, uh, but it actually serves, uh, it can serve as a common data environment uh, on the project. But um, yeah. Uh, as a new technology, I know that um, right beginning of this week, uh, Autodesk um, it's releasing quite often uh, updates and improvements um, on BIM 360. Uh, they are doing that in an incremental and uh, agile way, getting feedback from the users and um, implementing um, uh, different features. So I think it's it's on the some some people will call it directly a CDE. I'm still. I'm missing some of the functionality to actually call it um, um, a CDE. Okay, do you have other examples, other better examples? What are other uh, CDEs out there, like if I may ask? I, I cannot give you an answer because um, um, I, I kind of lose track of um, uh, some of the other platforms uh, existing out, um, which exist out there. Maybe I can look up and maybe leave a kind of... Uh, no, but I mean from your experience, if you if you have used something that you felt it was more complete, because I don't I, I don't know uh, to my uh, personally I don't know another more popular one, so that's why I'm asking. There 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 are some efforts. I mean, like I mentioned, I'm not up to speed uh, with what's happening with the other um, uh, companies or the development of other components. Uh, I know for sure that back in 2016. When I was struggling to to have a CD set up on the project, uh, there were no uh, good solutions on the uh, on the market. Uh, so we had to actually put together, uh, wire together different, um, uh, let's say, tools, uh, which will allow us to uh, let's say achieve that status um, of CD of common data environment. Yeah. But I think nowadays. BIM 360, it's one of the top, um, uh, let's say, uh, platforms uh, out there, which uh, people can actually uh, use as a CDE. But of course, is one of the reasons I actually avoided to call it a CDE because 
people on projects they uh, i mean there are some generic definitions for common data environments out there but usually on the project they have to define what's actually a cd for them right and then if the some of the the functionality from bin 360 it's not there to cover specific workflows uh, uh, they want to uh, like i mentioned for example the the workflow defining bs1192 I'm, I'm not aware, so I cannot give you uh, too much details um, around this, but probably uh, you can find a way to define it in BIM 360, for example. Uh, but I still have to look into that, uh, into more details to actually tell you for sure that um, uh, that is possible. No, that, that's fine. Okay, uh, now uh, I'll, uh, I'll stop uh, nagging you and uh, yeah, just uh, please go ahead, start uh, presenting us a little bit, the platform and well, so let's move this one on the other screen and then let's get back to um, uh, to this view. So usually, yeah, like I mentioned, you need an account. Um, uh, you register if you don't have one, if you don't have a license, ask for a, a trial version. And um, one thing to mention, um, there are different modules uh, for BIM 316. Uh, but uh, somehow all these are connected together, right? So you can you can see it like the uh, the architecture, um, uh, let's say behind the platform. Uh, it's something similar to to microservices, right? Instead of having, let's say, you have only like we are used a big chunk of um, piece of software, you have it um, a kind of uh, distributed and linked um, uh, with each other uh, as microservices, right? But um, give an overview, uh, there is uh, BIM 360 docs, there is uh, BIM 360 uh, design, build, and probably I missed one because I think there are four. What's the difference between them? They have, uh, uh, they aim to different uh, phases of the project? I think the, uh, the, the separation um, uh, between them nowadays gets a little bit blurred. And I will show you what's happening. Uh, but for example, when you're talking about BIN 360 docs, uh, its main purpose is for, co uh, for coordination for document management, right? So if you want to try uh, try out BIN 360 docs, uh, then you have to apply for um, a trial for BIN 360 docs. And then you have uh, BIM 360 collaboration, design collaboration, right? So uh, for design collaboration, Basically, uh, in the past, people were actually um, using uh, this um, work sharing and Revit server to be able to work together on the same models, right? And now, um, because of this strong integration between Revit and uh, BIM 360, and you also have this integration with AutoCAD and um, uh, Civil 3D, for example, right? So you are now um, uh, able to um, uh, get rid of um, Revit server, which in my opinion was sometimes, um, I mean, for that time it was good to work with, but it was a nightmare because it was too dependent on um, on, on some infrastructure in, um, um, related to your uh, to your company or uh, to the location where we were. So with the collaboration, um, uh, you can organize your war work, who's going to do that, what, and then you can track, um, and then working on the same model and and so forth, right? And then you have the the coordination, the coordination um, which was um, previously called BIM 360 glue. Now it's called coordination, uh, and then it's 
actually better integrated uh, with all the other uh, parts, right? So it basically allows you to do coordination on the on the project. So you can um, invite people and uh, create different views, different issues, um, and um, uh, and so forth, and discuss on those. Besides that. Uh, out of the box, uh, once you define like a uh, like a coordination model, every time a new version of a model is uploaded, it is going to run automatically crash detection, right? Um, as a former BIM manager, let's say, I know how painful was that every time when they had um, a new model, a new version of a model, uh, opening uh, everything up in in Navisworks and running crash detection, and then depending on how you define like um, uh, the matrix, the clash detection matrix, then uh, sometimes, uh, depending on the size of the project, you might have some time to open um, 10, 20 um, Navisource files to run the clash detection, for example, right? I see. And then you have to do it, upload the model, the new one, and so forth. Uh, so that was um, uh, that's one of the things I, I really like because uh, once someone pushes a new version of a, of the design, it's going to run again flash detection, and you can even um, uh, track like the progress, right? So you see uh, compare with the previous version and so forth. And then the other one is fields. The, um, imagine that uh, now you have access to your documents, right? And then you go on the construction site. Um, yeah, it works very well on the tablet, so you, you have field. Uh, so uh, you might have defined checklists, um, the things you want to check regarding um, your project, right? So you have checklists, or you can even raise issues uh, regarding different parts of the, uh, of the project while, while you're in, on the construction site. So that's uh, also really cool, right? Uh, because you can even take pictures and uh, raise an issue with the picture and so forth. So that's, um, I think, the the four main parts of the of BIM 360. Although nowadays was a little bit split in um, uh, more modules um, accessible uh, via BIM 360. Yeah, cool. Okay, go ahead. Please go ahead and uh, show us around. Okay, let let, let me show you a bit of um, uh, what's happening. In BIM 360, so you sign in. Uh, I have my credentials. Sign in. So now you basically, once you have access to an account, you'll be able to, uh, let's say, access different projects you have access, right? So uh, if you are, uh, you can be an administrator of uh, of an account, like I am for this one, right? and um, uh, then give other people access to different projects or different parts of the project. Or uh, you can be just um, um, a normal user and someone is going to give you access to um, um, uh, specific projects or parts of the project, right? Um, so basically, if you are an account administrator, when you go on this uh, nine dots square uh, under the beam, uh, after, under the Autodesk Bin 360, right? So you will have access to this account. Mm -hmm. So as an account administrator, uh, you can start thinking about adding different projects. So for example, yeah, you can, um, um, let, me, let me skip this part, right? So, uh, right, so you, you have um, the possibility to, um, 
like any administrator, right? So uh, you add projects, uh, you add or remove members from your member companies, uh, you define roles yeah. on, on your project, right? So uh, you might have a BIM manager, BIM coordinators. There are already um, a, a bunch of predefined roles uh, within the BIM 360 environment, a, a really big list, I would say, right? And then, um, uh, because um, uh, you have to define for uh, each one of the roles, you define um, what they will have access to, for example. Um, but these are actually the, uh, the, the modules in BIM 360 I was talking about, right? So you have the document management, project management, uh, field management, assets. Uh, so this is, I, I forgot about it, but um, the, the assets, it's um, for uh, asset management, for uh, tracking the life, uh, different assets or, over the lifetime. The model coordination, collaboration, and insight is um, the one you get insight on the project, right? So this is uh, basically you give access to different roles or different roles will have access to different modules you have activated um, or let's put it this way because this is like the, the account uh, settings and the roles you define for the for the account um, once you have these things activated on the project then they will have access to the uh, to the modules right and then you have the analytics settings and apps uh, we are going to come back to the apps later so uh, going to projects, for example, let's start adding a new project. So Beam Voice, for example. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, creating a project is pretty straightforward, right? So you select like what kind of type of the project you have. Uh, let's say maybe a convention center. Um, and then you can say it's a new construction renovation, right? Uh, maybe you can define the value of your project in different currencies, uh, contract type, design and build, or maybe you can say design, build and operate. So basically this is kind of a metadata you, uh, you provide for your project. Mm -hmm. right? You can say that the starting date and the end date you already know project job number, if it's needed, uh, business unit, uh, it can be, you yeah. can define different business unit. I'm, I'm, I haven't defined yet for this account. Uh, you can upload the image, you can add some address, you can define the time zone. Um, and this is um, um, important because depending on the time zone, then uh, you can set up some coordination stuff. Uh, let's see. Maybe Berlin, Berlin yeah. right? And the language. Uh, you have um, the default is English. You can set it as German, Dutch, Chinese, French, and Swiss German. I will just go for English because I'm confident I can handle all the, the options, right? So once, once you create it, I think uh, uh, really important, you're actually redirected to this view where you have to activate different project services, like I mentioned. So I'm going to activate like docs. Uh, usually, internally, each company will have uh, some templates, right? I see. Uh, I don't have templates defined, so I'm going to um, uh, just use the, uh, the one without the template. Then uh, project management, 
this is the RFI on submittals, a request for information, and then uh, submittals. I'm going to activate it, and then film management. I'm, I'm, I will not be able to introduce um, uh, all of them, but let's look at uh, document management, model coordination, and uh, I will not be able to introduce the uh, design collaboration because I need um, some connection with uh, with Revit. And then you see the the last. So this is like um, the one I I forgot and I mentioned, right? So you have specific yes. assets you can track them to over the uh, the life cycle. And then the the last two. So this one, uh, it's the the previous version of um, um, being collaboration or the model uh, collab collaboration or there's coordination, right? And then field, it's a, it's a old version of, of this one. So once, once you activated the specific services, right? You can go to, for example, if I'm going to project home, and I'm already, as you notice, I, I was already on the, um, uh, on the, a project settings, um, so uh, project administration, right? So you go to the project administration. You, you you can keep adding members. You define again for the project who's going to have access to what. As you can see, for me, I haven't defined the role, but I can define one probably contractor or maybe more. I can define the company. Like services is the the window I show you with the with the services and then some some profile. What was that Beam AI? I saw. It. Oh, it's just um, it's the name of the account I have. I uh, see here. So yeah, each account will have uh, a specific name. So uh, I just decided to call it um, a Beam AI. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So once once you activated the services for the project, um, you have access um, again through this um, uh, nine dot square. You have access to uh, to these um, uh, services. So, for example, going to document management, right? Yes. Wait, it's loading, right? So, in the in the document management, basically, like I mentioned, this is where you do the document management. So, what's cool is like um, uh, through this three dot menu, you can actually start thinking about giving uh, different permissions to different people, right? You can structure your project. So, like I mentioned, there are some companies have already like a, a structure for their projects. Um, they can have like uh, different subfolders. They can say uh, work in progress. Maybe uh, they can have another one, uh, another subfolder that they shared. It's depending how they want. They have the usually the project structured internally, right? So this is depends very much on how each company has. Um, uh, their uh, design process um, uh, structure. So once once you uh, you can have yeah. So I forgot to mention. So basically, you have uh, two um, uh, let's say main section here. So one is the project file. So you can just drop files here. So you, for example, let me go to a different one, right? to a different project I can show you. So for example, I'm going here to the 4D project. Okay. So uh, I, I jumped to a different project now, the 4D. And then what I wanted to show you, it's um, 
especially for this one, right? So we have like a different Revit file, for example, or the design uh, other kind of uh, files. Uh, I think currently Bin three hundred sixty is supporting uh, a lot of formats around sixty-four or seventy, or uh, there are a lot of formats supported by uh, by the platform. So you can just create different folders, subfolders, and the project files, and have the files here, for example. You can uh, view the files. So like I'm doing now, right? So you can open the files. And then of course, in in this uh, viewer, you, you can just see the, uh, you can see your project, right? And then you have like the basic, uh, let's say functionality, um, uh, of the viewer, right? So, so you have orbit, span, fit to view, um, first person. So you can measure stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, or you can add an angle or whatever, calibrate. I can click on done. And then you have like the model browser. So uh, for each model uh, here, usually can see all the also the the 2d views right sheet views 2d views so you can look at the at the drawings you have have for this them. been um, created previously uh, in revit or you just can generate yeah. this in so in this all this was created in in revit okay so all the drawings were created in revit and now because you have them in that file you can just um, um, access Open them yeah the drawings uh, and I think let's see so for example you have uh, on the left side uh, you have like markups issues uh, and this is just um, sheets and views history phases and levels so if I click on levels uh, I have nothing extracted for this mm -hmm. so here right so all the drawings or the sheets you have um, created in your um, Revit file, it will be accessible to you um, uh, via this um, uh, viewer. And then, of course, you can start thinking of um, marking up. So I'm, I'm I'm on the markups, right? And then you can you can think about creating some markups or raising some issues. Create new issue. You can say click on the location here All right so you can say better quality or something like that you can define the type of the issue which is a, a really long list you can change the status right currently it's it's open right you can even say okay it's a draft i'm not sure it's a really a issue you can assign it to someone from um, um, which is member of the project and then choose a date and other stuff here and then you create you can give it a description i think the this view needs better quality create and then you create the issue And then you can uh, think about doing markups. You see, you have this bar here on the right, so you can 
create a cloud here and then of course uh, you can save the markups right and you can even add some more text to it so for example you can say mm -hmm. hard to read for example and of course this is going to save another uh, another markup so for example i go edit this i'm going to add again read and then save markup and now we're going to have also the annotation I added here and then yeah you have different annotation possibilities so for example I'm going to probably let's go to 3d So again, so even in, in 3D, for example, you can start erasing issues, uh, creating issues, uh, creating markups. So for example, you can come here and say, here you go. I want for this area here, it's a little bit like that, right? So you can say, add a charging station. Charging yeah. station on the wall. That would make sense. Right. And save the markup. And then of course you'll have access to all these markups here. Exit markup view, uh, you have properties right so you can inspect like the properties of uh, of the walls uh, or uh, of all the elements for example i see this is in german mm -hmm. because it's a project provided by the german community it's a revit file provided by the german community so and then you have also the split view mode for example and uh, this is actually also i'm going to close this one Hopefully my computer is not going to crash. <laughs> so now it basically like loads um, uh, um, kind of, ah, ah, I think I, I crashed uh, my computer. But for example, so uh, then you, you can have like a, a connection uh, a 2D with the 3D and so forth. Force, but it arcs in, in, in both. In, yeah. And two Yeah, you, you can go skip this feature if it's so uh, resourceful. Yeah. I'm... Okay. Uh, but this is a little bit like, like I mentioned, I mean, this is accessible through the document management. Although it's more related to uh, to coordination, for example, adding markups, reading issues, erasing issues, and so forth. So, of course, if uh, you can um, um, see here, like different versions of the file will be uh, accessible. I only have one version for this file, but I actually, what I wanted to show you is the other folder. 
So on the other folder, I created and dropped the same Revit file. I think I can, let's see, maybe I can find it. So it's, it's a 3D file, but as you can see here, all these files I have here are basically extracted from the Revit file. So these are the, the drawings, right? And you can take um, them one by one and start a, a review process or a stick um, uh, process to the review and so forth. How how do you do the the update here, for example? How do you do when you get a new version or new revision of the drawing? How do you update everything? Uh, like it's something that it's automatically. So so basically, this is something I cannot show you because, uh, like it's normal, um, you have the file created in Revit, so you'll do the uh, the file you created in in Rev or change it in Revit, and then you uh, you update it or synchronize it with the cloud, right? In Canvas sixty, and then you'll get like new versions of the of the drawings as well. So if in that file the um, um, besides the fact that the file version is going to be bumped up because it's a new one, but then you'll also see a new version for the for the change drawing. Uh huh. I see. So so you don't need to export the drawings from Revit. You just upload the model. No, it, it, it's going to do it. It's going to do it automatically in the background. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, it's, it's really. I mean, it's saving a lot of time, right? Um, so then. Another, so that was the view, folders view, and then we have the, the reviews folder. And I think I have to go to folder to submit documents for review, for example. So I'm coming here. So let's say if I'm taking this one, and then I say submit for review here. Right, so select an approval workflow. And I don't have an workflow, so I have to create one. So create an approval workflow. Let's see if there are any templates. Yeah, so one step approval, two step approval, or many steps approval, mm -hmm. or group approval and so forth. But let's say we go for two steps approval, and then this is gonna show you like initial review, and then you do the changing, and then the final review, and so forth, right? Mm -hmm. And then let's say we we can call it, um, yeah, documents. Uh, submit our. Anyway, right? So and then you say, okay, who's the initiator? I am the initiator. And then. It's going to be a single review or multiple reviewers. And then who's going to be the approval? I can be the approval. Let I sign myself because I'm not going to sign my colleagues because they get notifications. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you have here like a different status, like approved, rejected, uh, and then we can add the status, approve, rejected. I'm gonna delete this one. 
then I'm not sure. I actually have to look into to see if we can define different, um, uh, let's say, uh, states for the uh, for this process. Mm -hmm. And then what else do we have here? Uh, also, copy approved documents too. So you can. So once you approve the document, so like I mentioned in the beginning. You can define, okay, this is going to be the work in progress area where I, I, I store the document time and developing the design. And then I have a, a folder um, on my account on, under the project, which is going to be like the shared area. All right. So I can say, okay, uh, share or once the, um, let's say, the review is finished, I, I can select a folder to uh, be copied. Uh, or uh, I can send a folder where to copy the documents which are approved, right? And then copy to folder when any document in the review is approved, right? Or you can say, don't do it for each one, do it for um, uh, all of them at once. So once you have all the documents, and then you can you can save. This is this is going to be like a template, right? Yeah. And I have to uncheck this one so and then i have this then i'm going back to the document management as you see you have here revit cloud model upgrade which is the connection with uh, with the revit so as a as a bim manager or bim coordinator the only thing you, you, you need on the project is BIM 360 because you can do all the things related to coordination and management um, using BIM 360. Right, so then you have the reviews, folders. And then of course, um, um, uh, your company or um, depending on how you, was the processes you define on the project, you can customize BIM 360 so that will fit your uh, your needs. Uh, submit for review, select workflow, and then submit. So that will, you're initiating your review, email notification will be sent when the review is ready. I can notify other members, I can introduce a message, but I'm gonna skip, right? So once you go here, you can see that specific document under review. Uh, you set the due date for the review, you get the feedback. Uh, and then you can create transmitters. So, so transmitters, right? So uh, like I mentioned, for example, you have these folders uh, or on which you put the, the approved document, right? So once you have all the documents on that folder, you can uh, create a transmitter and then send it to uh, the contractor for yes. starting the construction, right? And then you have an overview of, uh, of the issues. So these are the, the ones I just added, right? Oh no, this is, I think this is for the account. No, this is for, for the entire project, for the, right? Uh, because I have multiple files here in the yeah. project. So then all the issues you raise as a BIM manager or coordinator, you can track them all. Uh, but uh, this is mainly for the, for the document management. But let me show you, for example, model coordination. All right, so uh, the model coordination, 
So now we are able to open a file individually. Uh, now I have like here multiple files. Usually you have to define some coordination uh, spaces, right? So I'm going to switch to um, the golden test, for example. And then you have this nice view here where you have like different files which are uh, part of that project. Moreover, we have here, I wanted to show you something cool. Within the uh, Revit file, I have two design options defined, right? So then I, I selected that file and then and now I have these two design options which are extracted from the same file, right? Mm -hmm. And then are access accessible for me here for coordination. So as you can see here, I actually have, here are the clashes, right? Yeah. So I can open, for example, I can open this one. And then this will be like the, the coordination, the coordination view, right? So uh, you have here like the models, uh, you have here the clashes. the clashes. Yeah. Uh, and then here will be like issues, right? So you can start doing the, the coordination, but usually you don't do the coordination on a single model. Uh, only if you have issues related to that specific discipline, which means that discipline should coordinate uh, their own issues. Yes. But sometimes you might want to do it, right? But then um, I can take the architecture and structure, right? With one of the options. And then I can see both together, like in a federated view, for example. So um, uh, if I have multiple models, I can open uh, them. Uh, together and do the coordination on, on both in the same time, right? So now you can see I have actually uh, both. So I, I think you'll see that one of the issues is that, so I, I think the the files are not sharing the same um, uh, coordinates. Uh -huh. so let's see. You see? So here yeah. is the architecture. And then I have here the MEP is flying somewhere, right? How do you fix that? So that you, you have to fix it in, in, in Revit, right? So yeah, so because in Revit, you usually um, define the project coordinates, like um, project point uh, and then shared coordinates. So then we can, when you bring, is the, is the same, is the same uh, you have to do even if you are doing coordination in Aviscore, for example, right? So you have to make sure that when you uh, put the models together, we um, will share the same coordinates. Otherwise, it happens the same, uh, this thing where you actually have um, a model, it's in a different location. This and I think model, in yeah. this case, it might be the, the elevation, you see? Yeah, yeah. And then other than that, it seems to be on the same, uh, on the good position. Although someone needs to check the, the Revit file, right? Yeah, so let's see what we have here for, for clashes. Uh, so you have like the primary model clash with, so you have the architecture engineering clash with the um, MEP, right? And then you have the possibility to group by, I don't know, system name. And then I basically, I have no clashes uh, by these models. And it's normal because as you can see, yeah. I have the models, um, uh, the models are not uh, overlapping one into each other. Exactly. 
So that will be the, uh, the coordination. There are some clashes here. It basically, I can show you, so for example, but it is normal, right? So for example, when I'm selecting these two, right? So I'll have some clashes, uh, because they are sharing the same space, being having uh, like a, a two design options. It's normal to share the same space, right? Yeah. But then once you uh, you put the architecture, you put it, or, or you put the MEP, uh, then you'll also get uh, uh, the clashes. Mm -hmm. So now it's a distance, it's pretty heavy. Yeah. And they start loading and then you can see the clashes with green and red here, but then it's loading here. Um, can you see it? Yes, yes. Yeah, so it, it's loading here. Right, so then you can click, you can have a look at the clashes. And then you basically can start adding markups. And then. But let me ask you something regarding clashes. Yeah. Would make any sense to check the clashes here? Then why do we have uh, tools like Solibri or Navisworks? Isn't better to just check in these tools? Well, let me put it this way, right? So imagine Solibri and uh, Navisworks are desktop based, right? Yes. And then um, uh, the same capability or um, the same thing like checking or doing clash detection and identifying clashes, you can do it in Navisworks, right? You can do it in Solibri or you can do it in BIM360. What is the advantage of using BIM360 is that you can bring the team together and then discuss on those clashes. I, I remember when I was working um, uh, as BIM manager that the main issue was not running clash detection. The main issue was sharing the results of the clash detection with the team and then tracking what's happening with the, uh, with the clashes, if they're solved. Um, so the, the main issue was related to, um, uh, to the management of the or, or coordination around clashes. So that's why they, they founded, uh, they made uh, BIM Collab and BIM Track. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's that's one of the things, right? <laughs> so that uh, so uh, in order to kind of overcome those limitations, people starting developing some tools which will allow them to have a better coordination or better or to uh, find a better process around for the coordination, right? For the clash detection. Um, yeah. So then, then you have here um, the the clashes. Uh, you can filter by models. So you can select, uh, so I have like two different views, like merge models already, right? So I can look at this one. I have no clashes because of course the architecture uh, and I, the models are not overlapping. Yes. It's the same with the other one, right? Uh, and then of course it's like, you can assign the clashes um, uh, to someone to solve them, right? Uh, you can assign them. Uh, you can say, "I'm I'm going to assign it for uh, for coordination, right? Uh, let's uh, let's do it together." You can add comments. Um, uh, people will 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 come to the coordination meeting and they will be ready. Uh, if you assign to them and say, "Okay, uh, please look into this and let's discuss uh, during the the coordination meeting we have tomorrow," right? 
Yes. So yeah, uh, it mainly doing it. Uh, so let's say the, the model coordination module it's is doing um, kind of uh, the same thing like Navisource is doing in terms of flash detection, but more because it allows you to have this um, more structure uh, coordination and collaboration. I understand, but then I think you 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 forgot to mention actually a very very important aspect uh, how beam 360 can become very powerful if you combine because uh, this is uh, what you get when you, you install and you start using this app right but then you can use forge and start doing customization yes so uh, anyway so i'm really sorry uh, maybe we should do like for each module we should do like a um let's say a separate session and maybe, a mini course <laughs> maybe um, yeah 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 uh, for each module but then again it's like uh, uh, powerful design collaboration management all of them are really useful and actually breaks this um, let's say uh, silos um, and brings people together right yeah but of course uh, like any new tech uh, it's let's say has some limitation but the advantages uh, or some uh, features are missing right because you cannot implement everything uh, overnight so you need time to uh, to do the, the development and implementation of new feature and to make sure that um, let's say people can rely uh, you have a reliable platform you provide a reliable service right but one of the advantages is like what makes bin 360 really powerful it's um it, it's built on top of forge um so forge it's uh let's say the open source uh, framework um uh, let's say uh, which is also uh, provided by um, autodesk or supported by autodesk uh, so using forge you can start if you're missing something or if you want to add something new to, to your process or add a module this is all about right so you you add something which will uh, let's say fit your need so for example if you are a asset manager uh, you might have specific needs which needs to be fulfilled um, uh, by a, such a platform right maybe you can place borders or track or add more documents and so forth you can do that so you can have everything stored in BIM 360, right? But uh, then you need some additional, uh, which is probably only specific to, uh, to your case, right? Uh, and then it will probably not be generally implemented in, in BIM 360, but you can actually make use of Forge and the uh, available APIs to start developing uh, your own apps. So this is actually uh, what we, uh, we started doing at, at context for example so i mentioned in the beginning the account administrator and this section apps right so here you have feature feature apps so you can actually start looking uh, on the app store so these are integrations bin 360 integrations uh, developed by by the third parties uh, maybe some of them are also developed by autodesk so I remember, I'm, I'm saying that because I remember that uh, there are a lot of private plugins developed by Autodesk, but I actually have to look into to see if there is any 
but for example, right? So you select one app and then you add it to your account, right? Mm -hmm. So we develop at Contact, we develop two apps, right? So the first one um, we started to develop, but it's integrated with BIM 360, is tra Transfer App, right? So Transfer App basically, uh, it's trying to fill a gap uh, within the BIM 360, um, let's say, um, a platform. Uh, so one of the, the, the issues, like for example, I show you like my account, but then for example, I'm a, a design and engineering company, I have my account and then the client or the contractor or the owner will have their own account, right? Uh, and then you'll probably have to transfer files on a regular basic, uh, basis between accounts or um, even thinking about transfer between uh, projects and so forth. Uh, so you currently cannot do that on with the BIM 360. So we developed this app, which actually allows you to do that. So for mm -hmm. example, I log in on this um, app, and then I, I I have the possibility to log in with two BIM 360 accounts. So for example, I can say, okay, this is my account, and then I have listed. Um, a different things I'm, I'm going to explain you. Yeah. So uh, basically the one I show you um, in BIM 360, it's BIM AI, right? And yeah. then this is the project we just uh, just created. It's empty because we haven't dropped any file into it, right? Yeah. But then you, you basically have access to um, your BIM 360 account through, through this one. For example, I can log in with one of my colleagues' account, for example. Also connected to uh, to Beam AI, but for example, he will not have access to um, the same projects I have because he has like restricted access. You see, and then I can I can decide if I have some files on the on the on the Beam Voice, for example, or maybe I can take like I go to the APC, I can go to the project files, so I can take the the dates, and then I, I decided to move it here and the other. Right. I see. So th this is this is a, a kind of simple app, but it's it's filling a huge gap there. And then you have all the others are basically. Uh, I'm not sure if you are familiar with the A360, uh, the drive, the previous drive, which was uh, the personal drive, or uh, before BIM 360, yeah, there yeah. was a BIM 360 team. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Which was um, uh, having this integration with Revit and people were working on BIM 360 team. And sometimes uh, there are people which want to migrate from BIM 360 team to the new BIM 360. So they uh, they want to transfer their projects and uh, maybe get some files from the uh, the old one to the new one. So you can do this uh, using this app. And another one, so that will be the transfer app. Let's see if I'm going back to my apps. Uh, we developed, we just released recently. So. 
one of the uh, the missing parts when you look at Navisworks and then you look at the beam coordination, one of the missing parts is um, the 4D simulation, right? So you have the construction simulation, right? Yeah. And in beam management, uh, when you when we are talking about clashes, we are talking about uh, two types of clashes. Let's say geometrical ones, which is the most common. Um, clashes we extract uh, or yes. try to uh, identify in our project and the other one it's time related clash overlapping yeah exactly on 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 big projects for example you have um, let's say you have to um, let's say we have two disciplines like uh, structure and MEP right uh, so each discipline will actually develop their their own models and their own schedules for the execution right and then when you bring them together um, you try to identify those parts or um, somewhere in the project where, let's say, MEP is placed before the structure, which is not possible, for example, right? So that's what we call the time clash, um, right? Because uh, the, the order activities is not following the logical one. It's yeah. mainly because it, it happens because um, all these models, including like we, we can see the schedule like a model, like a time model, right, uh, were created in isolation, right? So you can bring them together. You can start doing also coordination in this direction and uh, kind of aligning uh, the, uh, the construction work. So uh, this is the, uh, the latest one. So uh, this part was missing from BIM 360. So uh, we basically created um, or developed this app. And um, like I mentioned, you have to integrate it with your account. Uh, but once you have it integrated, right, we have a nice how-to here. It's like how to integrate it is the first step because you actually need to have administrator access or to ask your administrator to do the integration for you. And then we have a nice video kind of showcasing the, the, the workflow a little bit. Uh, and it's pretty simple. We can, we can add uh, links to these uh, resources. But for example, you, you, you log in directly with your BIM360 credentials. So I'm not going to log in with my colleague account. I'm going to log in with my account, right? And then, like before, right? So you get this um, this tree where you can actually navigate to your projects or to the projects you have uh, you have access uh, with your BIM 360 account credentials. And then you can, um, yeah, we can take the 4D folder because it was made for the purpose of uh, of the 4D model, right? And then. Directly from the uh, from your Bitcoin 360 account, uh, it will open in the viewer. It will open the the, the model, uh, the 3D model of your file, right? Yeah. And now uh, you can actually start creating. I I can move this one a little bit out. So yeah, we can start creating uh, using this simple interface. We can start creating uh, the the 4D model, for example. So 
let's see a little bit of a functionality. So here in the left corner, we have like start simulation, stop simulation. You can change the speed of the simulation. You can um, uh, download the schedule you created. It is going to be saved like a F4D, but it basically it's a JSON format. Uh, and then you can just upload um, uh, the schedule if you have it. Mm -hmm. Here is just uh, where it's written full. Uh, you can define uh, the time window uh, you want to see the on the project. I'm going to show you this. Basically, it's not going to work here. But you have the possibility to, uh, to load uh, a second model, for example. So let's, let's go back to the models. So if I'm going here and, oh no, what is fine. So I have here, let's say I have this basic sample and I'm, I'm just gonna open the, uh, the Revit file for the structure. As you can see here, you, you have access to, to your different versions. Uh, you can even pick a previous version to, to create the schedule or the newest one. But then I'm gonna open this one, right? Which is pretty small. So this is the structure which I have in this file. And I say I wanna do the simulation actually for for both files. So when I'm going to the basic sample, I, I'm gonna pick also the architecture to add it to this. And then now Bam, we have the architecture loaded here. And then you can start thinking, creating a new project. So we, we thought about this idea of, uh, of projects, uh, especially for the 4D, because you start doing this kind of uh, add different models together, like federation or um, uh, creating the timeline. So we can create this this new project here called Beamvoice. We can save it and then we can actually have access to it in, in the project uh, uh, explorer. So these are basically the 4D models or 4D projects you are, you are creating, right? So I will go back to the uh, Beamvoice and then I wanna do like the or, or to add activities or tasks only for the structure. I have this model tree here. I'm gonna close the architecture and then now I can actually start. I have this button here, add new task. And then I'm, I'm just gonna keep the dates like, uh, like I have them. Uh, but yeah, you can define like the, uh, the task names, task type, build demolition or temporary, uh, and then the start and the end date. So you can say uh, file. So I created the task, I have it here. If I wanna edit it, for example, I just come here and then start adding more files to it, right? I save it. And then of course uh, you wanna have like um, a really flexible way to create the schedule. So I can add, more tasks, so let me show you. So when you hover over the uh, specific task here, yeah. Uh, so you have this uh, small button like add new task after or add 
task before, for example. So, for example, if you want to add it before, it's like um, site organization, right? It's going to be like temporary. You have no objects, but it's going to take one day, right? So you do it before. It's not going to show something on the, for the simulation, uh, only if you have like in your model, uh, I don't know, maybe some containers or uh, maybe you have the the fence for the site and so forth. And then once you keep going and then start adding more caps, for example, uh, you can think about the caps of the create. You see, maybe before casting the caps, I want to do the foundations here, the the reinforcement, the reinforcement and so yeah. forth. So you you go ahead and create this, uh, uh, create or add activities for all the elements you have here. Uh, you save it, for example. Yeah. Uh, let's see how the simulation looks like. Wait. I cannot see it now. So basically now the simulation is running. Let's yeah, see. but it's the first day where you have the organization of the site and you don't have anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the first day where I have this temporary, but then it starts. And now it's a pretty high speed, right? So it's 24 hours speed. So it's going to start adding the element here. Uh, we can look at uh, another one, which I added more, I think, more activities. So this is uh, this is another model. This is also running, yeah. But it's pretty slow, so I have to stop it. And then, of course, um, uh, you have the possibility here. Uh, you can download the video and save it on your local computer. Uh-huh. As a, what format it is? I think it's uh, something web. Let's see. WebM, so it's a standard format for, for web, but you can take it and uh, convert it if you want to uh, MP4 or whatever. And you can even think about sharing your video on YouTube, right? So you can uh -huh. sign. Okay. And then say, That's pretty cool. look what I did. You have to give some authorization. I'm not even sure if it's uh, on my account. Yeah, let's see. What's the price for this? It's processing. Yeah, so, so for this one, we can go to upgrade. So it's 20 euros a month. So um, if you want to do for the simulation, I think it's the lowest price on the, on the market. So, so you, can, you can use it for free, I think up to 15 tasks or something like that. Uh -huh. I, I mean, you can just uh, experiment with it, but once you, so for example, advanced sample, I don't even have the, 
a subscription for myself. <laughs> but I think uh, even for this project, so for example, if I want to add a new task, let's say, just, you see, yeah. with free version of the 4D planner, you can create up to 50, up to 50 tasks, that. upgrade to premium plan to uh, for unlimited functionality. Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, basically the difference is like, uh, you you have now for 15 tasks, you have access to um, all the functionality we have within the app. Uh, but if you want to create these schedules, then you have to update to, to the premium, which will give you access to a limited number of uh, activities. Sure. That sounds cool. And another thing, basically, we are working because we talked about the uh, we, we talked about uh, uh, coordination. Uh, so, for example, leave. So, we have the channel on the channel of the company. It's one thing we are working on. It's a model checker. Uh, so, this is uh, not released yet. Uh, I'm going to stop the music. But basically, you can do the clash detection. Uh, on or using Navisworks or BIM360, uh, right? But one thing which is missing is actually checking if the textual information or the information you, uh, you have linked to um, your elements within the 3D model, right? It actually fulfills the information requirements you have defined on the project, right? So, and then you can create uh, you can create different validation schema, right? So we talked about the uh, information um, uh, requirements validation. So here we show how to create uh, or to check, like, for example, for asset managers, it's important to make sure uh, the serial number is unique, for example, for the pumps. Or uh, installation date uh, is not um, smaller than the date when the pump was actually installed. Maybe uh, you want to do some some other operation with that information, like getting notified when there are five years since you installed the pump, so that you can do some maintenance. Uh, five years is probably is going to be too much for a pump, but uh, let's say um, depending on the on the other systems you are using, right? Yeah. And then so it's going to show you like you create this validation schema. I think I have to play it right. You create this validation schema, uh, then you check the model. It's running in background. Uh, it's going to tell you when the, the report was successfully built. And then you can yeah, download it if you want to. Or you can actually start visualizing in, uh, in browser the same. So this is also built on top of Forge. And then we have this um, um, validation workers in the background, uh, getting the information from your model, um, performing the checks based on the rules you created. So this is something which um, is going to compete with Solibri in terms of um, uh, rules checking. So you can create rules, um, and then you, you validate your models, uh, and then um, see which rules are broken. Uh, we are working on having a BIM 360 integration with issues, right? Because you do the coordination in, in BIM 360, and then uh, you want to have the, the coordination with your team around the, the issues um, you find. Um, something more interesting will be like um, 
when discussing about the, these issues to basically uh, be able, the ones which are easy to fix, to fix them on the go once you have the coordination. So that's gonna probably make use of something called um, design automation API from uh, Autodesk Forge. But I'm not gonna enter into much details about Forge. Uh, but yeah, so uh, if you wanna expand the capability, custom tailor something, you can make use of Forge to create your own apps or uh, contact us to develop your apps and have something which will uh, uh, fit the, uh, the needs. I understand. Okay, so I guess if someone is is interested, can uh, can find you on LinkedIn and uh, yeah. in your company company page. Yeah. Or I can I can share my email address as well, but I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah, as usual, I'll uh, I'll put those details. Thank you very much for showing us around. Yeah, well, I hope. <laughs> I cover some of the most interesting uh, aspects, although I will have like to actually be able to also go through the uh, collaboration, which is actually something interesting, but people can find um, some more things about that um, on the internet, on the Autodesk side. Or we can have another, another episode sometime when you can go through that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, but if someone wants to stay up to date on what's happening, and uh, there will be also uh, new uh, new releases or some news, so Autodesk has this Autodesk Cloud, the uh, Construction Cloud, which explains much better than me, like the purpose envision for BIM 360, but not only, there are some other solutions like Assemble, Building Connect and Plan Grid, uh, which are also are really powerful tools. And yeah, who's interested can, uh, can uh, subscribe for uh, newsletters and then can find out more uh, from the information provided by Autodesk on, uh, on their uh, website. I see. Yeah, well, that sounds good. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Thank you for uh, for having me.